Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors, where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wing woman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a really special guest, Nick Pigeon. She's a global speaker, award-winning author, positive psychologist, and coach for high-level women entrepreneurs. Thank you so, so much for being here today, Nick. Thank you. I'm so excited. We spoke probably about a couple of years ago just on her events and retreats. And I'm so excited to interview about all things events and retreats and talk about your book, which I know is out now and just all fun things regarding events and retreats. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited. Tell me this. What made you decide to start hosting events and retreats in in your business? I was actually scared of speaking, which is ironic because it's now my favorite thing to do. But when I found that love, finally, after I got over the big fear of presenting and public speaking, I decided that I wanted to be able to make money doing something that I loved. So before I had the business and unstoppable success with the retreats and the events as it looks now, I actually launched a different company back in the UK and we're talking seven years ago now. So I launched this company and it was primarily events. And when I say events, I mean me showing up in my local library, talking to an audience of kind of anywhere between like 10 people to 100 people, just getting out there and getting in front of people. So really it was because I loved speaking. I'd grown to love it. And I had this message that I wanted to share. And back then I was talking, yes, about entrepreneurship, but a lot about health and a lot about positive psychology and happiness too. How did you get over the fear? A lot of people have this fear of speaking, hosting events or hosting retreats or actually being in person and not behind the screen. Being in person is one of my favorite things nowadays. And I think a lot of people are moving from online to offline. And it gives us a much richer, more in-depth experience of our clients and our community. It goes back to high school. I used to have fear so bad of speaking that I don't know if you guys did this. And we used to read from a book, like whether we were reading Charles Dickens or Lord of the Flies. Teacher used to pass the book around. And I used to sit there and I would be so terrified that the book would come to me. Yeah. And you had to read out loud in class. So I was like, please don't be me. Please don't be me. Please don't be me. So it was that bad at that point. And it got to a point where I was like, do you know what, Nick? This is going to control your life if you don't do something about it. So I remember I went to my English teacher, Mr. Fleck, and I said, listen, I'm really scared of speaking. And I dread when that book comes around the class. I know that you really love speaking and you're a great teacher, can you please help me? So he taught me how to do 
for me, it came from the structure, first of all, to be honest. It taught me a really simple structure of doing a talk. So introduce what it is you're going to say and then teach it in a couple of points. So maybe three to five points and then recap what it was that you said. And even having those super simple points to structure something. Nowadays, we can apply it to a Facebook Live or we can apply it to Instagram. But having that structure gave me great confidence in knowing how to say things. And then from there, there's been different levels of fear around this speaking thing because some of the messages that I share that talk a lot about like trauma and about challenge and adversity Mm -hmm. that I've personally experienced and naturally as a speaker or as a coach or as an entrepreneur it's scary to have that level of vulnerability and visibility online or in person with someone so that was the next level of fear that I had to get over and the way that I did it that time was by not thinking about me and not worrying about oh god what's everyone going to think of me when I share this thing and I feel scared Mm -hmm. and this hurts but instead thinking about okay who is the person that is in that audience that really needs to hear this today and how can I put the attention on them instead of on me and when I started to think about how I could help the other person rather than on how scared I was it made me a lot more comfortable with communicating the message that I'm here to share. That's incredible I went back to high school as you were talking about passing the book Mm. (laughs) I remember turning really red when people was my turn and I love that point that's incredible and I think that when you help people and you get it out of your own way and your ego it just opens up the world of just next level for your business too as you speak on stage and more people say I can resonate with that message and I fully understand you and I'd love to connect or collab or follow you or whatever that next step is so I love that that. yeah I think people need to see that as well they need to Mm. sometimes just have that extra layer and level of trust like oh you are a real person cool right right (laughs) exactly you're not just online (laughs) yeah So tell me about unstoppable success and what it is. Tell us how you came to that point where you wanted to run this. The company that we've had for four years now, that I launched when I first left the UK. I left the UK for a three-month trip to write my first book and I never went home. And I know it's been great because I live in Los Angeles (laughs) now and I absolutely love it. And Unstoppable Success was very much born out of the feeling and the experience that I wanted Mm -hmm. to help our community and clients create. And it was a feeling and an experience that I'd continually and intentionally cultivated with myself. So the science of positive psychology teaches that success without happiness isn't success at all. And actually, when we tap into those feelings of joy and we tap into what it is that makes us feel good and how it is we're here to serve, we can actually open up to a whole new level of abundance and realization of what traditionally success might look like on the outside. So I started coaching women in how they could live lives with more joy, more personal power and unstoppable success, both within themselves and also within their businesses. What I love to see is when women come to work with us and they oftentimes they come to work with me because they want to make more money. But then at the end of our time together, what they've realized is, yes, I've made a ton of money and I've had so much fun doing it too. And that makes my heart sing, like seeing that woman that's just like really loving her life. 
Oh, that's incredible. I think a lot of the times we get so caught up in the dollar amount and Mm. like you said, forget to have fun or celebrate those successes along the way. Because I know I get caught up in like, okay, what am I going to do next? Instead of saying, wait a second, I'm going to sit in it, enjoy the moment and then go to the next thing, if you will. Because we're always looking at, right, the next thing. (laughs) I don't know about you, but what am I going to do next? Yeah, absolutely. And it's the idea that a lot of people think it's an or. So they think it's either you have success or you're happy, but it's actually an and. It's like you can have success and be happy. You can be in the now and be grateful and enjoy your experience and really give yourself that sense of accomplishment and give yourself the celebration of having created everything that you've created and being the person that you are now and look for the next thing at the same time. Absolutely. I love that. So what has been your hardest lesson to learn while planning your events and retreats? Has there been something where you're like, I wish I would have done that something different, or there has been a challenge during this certain time? Absolutely. So with the retreats, and I always believe that everything is always a test and we're continually growing and learning and evolving. And I put a lot of pressure on myself, continually raise the bar with our retreats and the experience of our events which has served us really well because they've always been amazing. But one of the things that I've really lent into is letting go of control. So, Mm. and it it makes me laugh because when I first started to lead retreats back in, when was my first retreat? My first retreat was probably four years ago and it was here in Los Angeles and it was at the Rift and everything was planned and all of the sessions were like going to be on time and I knew exactly (laughs) what I was going to teach and I was so nervous. And I was like, this has got to be really good and they've got to get so much value. When I look back, it was horrible. Like it was amazing (laughs) at the time. It was amazing at the time, but I was so stressed out that I was just not enjoying it. And that must have come through to our clients. Like they all had an amazing experience, but... Every single time that I've shown up and led a retreat since, I've meditated on, okay, so what needs to come through me to be able to serve and deliver an experience of the highest value right now? And the sessions tend to be less structured and I really dive into, okay, so what can I open with or what powerful question can I ask that allows the group to then go and reflect which is going to allow conversation to come through where I can really powerfully coach and create these breakthroughs. And some of the most profound breakthroughs and results have come from that space rather than from the space of me teaching and telling people what to do. Absolutely. So when you say less structured now, you go in and you have an intention. Obviously, you said you meditated. If someone is going to host their first retreat, would you say to have it structured or would you say to have an idea of what you want to teach and then let the class or the participants follow through with the intention of the retreat? Because I think a lot of people get caught up in the it has to be structured. We're going to end at two o'clock and we're going to have two hours of free time. And so talk to us about the structure and how you would form that for someone who wants to start yes we have a time structure we'd usually run our retreats and they'd be like 10 a.m till 6 p.m or something like that with a break for lunch we found that giving a longer lunch works really well especially because a lot of our clients travel from england so they're jet lagged we give a little bit of space for people to go meditate go and chill by the pool eat some nice food or go and work on their businesses because just because you're on a retreat doesn't always mean that everybody likes to take the time completely off from their business 
So that's worked really well to give them some space. And then within the sessions themselves, we always allocate who is leading the session. So whether it's me or it's one of my guest experts. And I say to my guest experts, please show up and bring whatever you love to teach. I trust that you being in your brilliance and teaching what you really love and what's on your heart right now is going to support our ladies to the best of of your ability and their capacity. So I never really push people. I never say, okay, you have to teach on this. I really like people to be in their highest expression. And then for my sessions, I would have definitely something that I want to teach, but I always trust as well that I'm learning and growing enough that I know enough to be able to answer all of the questions that I get. Mm -hmm. So I'd probably lead and share with some experience or case study or story of what I've been working on and then lead into some powerful questions that can really open up the group and can guide the conversation from there. And I feel like we all have wisdom inside of us that we are able to access when we give ourselves space to actually access it. Now, in terms of, you said you just kind of let your speakers or your workshop leaders go into their own and you trust them fully. Have you sourced them out before or is it somebody that you admire online? Talk to us about bringing other people in and what that means for you. So I used to teach the retreats completely myself. And our retreats at the moment, they're like four days. So it was a lot and I love it, but I found that there was a better dynamic by actually bringing in some guest experts because our retreats, some of them are standalone retreats and some of them are part of our 12-month mentoring programs. The ladies in the programs have had a lot of me already. (laughs) So it's nice (laughs) for them to have some diversity. So I usually pull from my network. So my friends, and my friends that I've met in masterminds or friends that are here in Los Angeles and I'll invite one guest expert from that space to speak and then I also have four coaches that work within Unstoppable Success that coach in the program too so I'd usually get maybe two or three of them to come to the retreat and to lead a session as well so and these coaches, they're, they're in a very diverse subject area. So we might have, like I tend to teach strategy and philosophy. So that bigger picture stuff, the vision side of things, and then actual business strategy and sales. We have one of our coaches teaches digital marketing. The other one is a subconscious and trauma expert. And the other one is a, a voice and speaking coach. So there's a lot of diversity even within that small group. And then I might pull in a friend who would speak on mindset or they might speak on purpose or something like that. It's always different every time. But what I see is that even though we go in and everybody's speaking in their brilliance, there tends to be this common thread that comes from all of the speakers that they'll all, for example, the last one, the word trust came up a lot. And I hadn't said that. That was that just came through everyone's consciousness. Yeah, it's super cool. Awesome. Do you love retreats or do you prefer larger scale events? Because now there's a trend that people are hosting larger events of 100 plus people. You seem to be more of an intimate setting. Do you prefer one or the other? I love both for very different reasons. So when I think about my big vision for myself and the company, like big, big stages are really exciting for me. 
So we are getting the Staples Center, which has got 26,000 seats, and we're going to create a women's conference there for 2021 in November 2021. That's exciting. And that's like, yeah, right. It's like, it's that big scale and the impact of that and the shift that you can create by bringing so many powerful women together all under one roof. That really lights me up, the, the energy and the adrenaline. And I love selling from the stage, all of those things. But what I love about the retreat is the real depth, closeness, being able to hug your people in person. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Really being able (laughs) to drop in and get to know each other and creating those bonds and having real life relationships as well as the ones that we establish online. That's amazing. I think that intimacy that I can see you and see that you're a real person in that kind of intimate setting is so great. I think there's a lot of emotions. I think it's very high touch, which I absolutely love. But for me too, I love the live events. Now, I remember when I first met you, I think last year, you said your mission is to help a million people, a million women change their lives. (laughs) So tell me more about that. That is a mission that was born when I started Unstoppable Success. And it really helped me get clarity because creating that tangible goal really gives you somewhere to go. And I see a lot of people who are like, yeah, I want to empower a million people or I want to influence a million people. And that is great. And... I wanted to go one step further than that. I wanted to actually create change and transformation for a million people. So for me, that means a million people having been to our courses or a million people having read a book or done some sort of intervention. And we've accessed, we've hit more than 50 million people through, I know, through the social channels that we're we're active within, the media that we've done. So we've done like Forbes, Money, Men's Health, Women's Health, Marie Claire, My Body Green, a ton of media, which is amazing. And it's really touched the lives of very many people. And for me, it's like, I'm looking at how could I go on mainstream TV and sell a course for a dollar and change a million people's lives and then donate the million dollars to a charity. Like that's the space I'm like playing in. That's like, I want to cry. That's so cool. (laughs) That's so cool. And you also wrote a book. So can you tell us more about that? And if you're incorporating it maybe into your events for 2020 next year or a retreat, or are you doing a book launch? Yes. So all of the above. So books Books are fantastic because they're a tool that everybody understands. So it helps you get into the daily lives and into the homes of your community and the people that you want to reach. Some people might not be familiar with personal development in the sense of a coaching program or might not feel like a retreat is something that they are able to access right now, but everybody knows what a book is and everybody can pick that up. So it's a real starting point for people to understand your mission and your message. And once somebody has read that book and they feel like they're close to you and your teachings and understand what it is you're here to do... They then might look at, okay, so how could I go and meet Nick in person? So how can I go to an event or what programs does she run or what retreats does she have? So it really works as a lead in and a stepping stone to that. And it is actually a great tool when it comes to speaking at other people's events too. So your book can be used as a tool to help you secure new speaking gigs. 
And then your events can be used as a tool to actually market the book. So it's like a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah, exactly. You can get more exposure by having a book, but then these events, like we usually give our book away to be fair at our own events. We'll give everyone a copy of the book at the retreats. We'll use it for photo shoots and having it there. So it's really on brand. And everybody loves it. Like we do a pay it forwards with the Now Is Your Chance book. And Absolutely. we say like, I'm going to give you a book. What I want you to do is then go and buy a book from Barnes and Noble, or Amazon or the airport or wherever and give that to somebody else that you know that needs it and Absolutely. ask them to do the same thing too. Oh, that's incredible. That's amazing. So how has then your next few years, especially your bigger event in 2021, how do you think it's going to change your business? Are you going to incorporate events as your main strategy in your business? Tell me more about how you think it's going to change your business. So events are one of my biggest loves in the business. So speaking and writing books and (laughs) yay, so good. So I feel like I'm leaning more into that space. And this year I've looked at what I love and what I don't love in the business. And this year has been very much around streamlining and systemizing and getting things in place to allow me to move into the space of being on stage more. So I've decided I don't like doing things like online challenges, for example, as like a a marketing thing. I saw your post. (laughs) Yeah, but I do love being on stage and I love working with my high-level clients. So I've been consciously creating this new way of doing things and I'm moving more into the space of getting offline as well as being online. So we have like Facebook funnels, for example, which run Facebook ads and they sell our programs and they always work for us and they do a lot in terms of building the brand and also bringing awesome women into our programs that really gives you the freedom to be able to go and do these events and use the events as something which is enjoyable something which deepens the connection with them our community but then also provides an opportunity for us to make sales and bring people closer into our programs as well so we have our annual event which is unstoppable success live so that happens every year and then i have two masterminds that I run and they have retreats within them. So I have the Unstoppable Success Accelerator and the Unstoppable Elite. So those programs are very focused on that in-person experience. And then I'll be going to speak on other stages as well. So for example, I'm speaking to a group of 400 dentists next year. Oh, so wow. all sorts of different event-based very opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> so quick fun question. What has been your favorite retreat location so far? Definitely here in LA. Yeah, we've done retreats all around the world. And I love being here in LA because it's got such a diverse opportunity for experience, especially for people who aren't from here. So it is the influencer capital of the world. So it allows me to very easily pull in experts and my friends will just drop in and they'll be like, oh my goodness, so good to meet you. (laughs) And like, they'll say hi to all of the girls and drop some like knowledge bombs. And I just love that feel and that fluidity of people being able to just like pass through or do like a dinner with the girls on an evening. I love being able to go for a hike or go to Kundalini or go to a sound bath or upgrade labs and do all of those kind of extracurricular things. and have everything very accessible. I've also attended a lot of retreats in different places like Cabo and Bali as well. Mm -hmm. And they're great for a different reason. They're great when you want to step back and you want to get out of the mix 
our retreats tend to have like a little bit of everything involved. So yeah, for me, like being here in LA is totally perfect. I love it. Any last word advice for people that may incorporate retreats or events into their program or business next year? And they're like, okay, I know I'm hosting one or it's going to be part of my program, but I'm not sure what to do or give me any tips or tricks, Nick. (laughs) I would think about it in terms of your wider business model. So don't just think about your retreats or your events as like one thing. Take a step back and look at like the bigger picture and look at, okay, so what is the driving force of my business? And what is the primary program that I want to have people working in that gets really good results and can become like a flagship for our company? And then where do your retreats and your events fit in with that flag program so is it a case of the retreats are actually a standalone or is it a case of you have someone come to a retreat and then you might upgrade them into a program after that or is it the other way around you have someone that comes to work with you in a program and the retreat goes within the program itself so it's included so I'd think about it from like a broader perspective first and don't overcommit yourself. Three days or four days might be enough for a retreat. I've seen some people be like, oh my goodness, I've got to do seven days. I'm like, no, you don't. Ooh, it's too long for people. Long. Yeah, <laughs> to take that time out of their normal lives and their families. So you don't need to rush it. Like I'd say, really feel into what feels right for you and think about what makes financial sense as well as what's fun for you. Because retreats can be expensive and you really have to plan out all of the different elements. So we have a spreadsheet where we cost out every single little thing. Like we have private chefs that come and cook for our ladies. So we're looking at, okay, so what is the trade-off between everybody ordering Uber Eats at lunchtime and it taking forever versus us treating everyone to a chef? Like what would that give to the experience versus what would it cost us financially? So we're making decisions very much from like, what do we want the company and the experience to feel like? And how can we potentially let go of some of the details that don't matter and potentially not get branded champagne bottles anymore? Or, do you know what I mean? Those things that people right. really don't care about and do something like be able to take care of the food with a chef. So it's right. just thinking about those little things, like what is necessary? What gives a rich, richer, more depth of experience and what is overcomplicating things? Love it. I mean, that's perfect sound advice. So tell us where we can find you, your book. And I know you're hanging out on Instagram lately. So tell us your handle. Yeah. So I am at Nick Pidge on Instagram. And there's no way you'll ever remember how to spell it, but it's N I Y C. P-I-D-G-E. So Nick Pidge on Instagram. And I love hanging out and chatting with all of you across there. And then the book's available in the link in, on my bio and also on Amazon and in all major bookstores. So the book's now is your chance. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much, Nick. It's been a pleasure talking to you about events and retreats. And I definitely look forward to seeing you at one of your live events in the next couple of years. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the event space.